Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This Sunday morning, I would like to jump directly into the news. Not the news of everything that's going on in the country, because let's just take a momentary break from that. I'm talking about some local news, some really, really local news. This week, a Park Slope man lost his wallet in the subway. I'll admit that man was me. The real news, though, is what happened after that. Once I realized I had lost my wallet and couldn't find it, and I've got to admit, it doesn't happen too often to me. It's probably been about 20 years since that happened. I had that usual sinking feeling. Oh no, I'm going to have to get a new driver's license, cancel all my credit cards. And what about all the other forms of identification that were in there? It's such a pain in the butt, not to mention whatever cash happened to be in the wallet itself. Losing your wallet in New York City is pretty much a sure bet that you're never again going to see those things that you once had in your pocket. But shortly after I realized what had happened, I went to my phone and I opened up my email, my church email. And there was a message from a man named Billy Wang. And it said, hello, my name is Billy. Don't worry, I have your wallet. And then he wrote down his phone number and told me to call him and that he would give it to me whenever I was ready to receive it. I called Billy the next morning and he said he was at his smoothie shop, Dawa King Smoothies at 44 Willoughby, Suite, Willoughby Street, and I highly recommend you check it out. He was there with his family on a normal Saturday morning and told me to come and pick up the wallet whenever I was ready. Jesse and I headed to downtown Brooklyn we were greeted with a smile, and he had wrapped up my wallet in rubber bands and put it into a bank envelope, along with an encouraging message. Can you imagine something so simple and yet so powerful as this act of kindness? It was not only a concrete ministry to me, something to keep me from having to do all the annoying things that happen when you lose your wallet. But there was something deeper about this gesture to me that touched me so deeply. This man, a complete stranger, had found my wallet on the stairs at the J Street Metrotech stop on the F train. And instead of taking those things for himself or just trying to shirk responsibility and giving it to an MTA official, he rooted through my wallet trying to find out who I was. And he saw my business card from All Saints Church and thought to write me an email and do whatever it took to reunite me with my lost things. Billy never asked for anything in return. He didn't hold my, ran my wallet for ransom. And there wasn't even any opportunity to do something nice for him and his family once I returned it. He simply sent me on my way with a blessing and allowed me to carry the warmth of this exchange in my heart as I went. I'm presenting this as news to you because in light of everything else happening in the world, in light of the events that have happened in the past two weeks in this country, rights taken away, the legal landscape of our country shifting, I want to center this act, a simple act of kindness, as news.
as something that matters. Billy, it turns out, is a Christian. I don't believe it's because solely that he's a Christian that he returned my wallet. And of course, you don't have to be a Christian to do something nice for another person. Certainly there are plenty of Christians who might have chosen to take that wallet for themselves and not tried to reunite it with its owner. But being a Christian and following Jesus means doing things like what Billy did for me. It means following Jesus into those places and with simple acts of kindness, proclaiming the kingdom of God. It might feel for you much the way it feels for me right now. Things that are happening in the world seem so powerful and so overwhelming. And perhaps like me, you feel really small and powerless in the face of all of this. But for Jesus and his followers, there has always been a way, something to do, no matter what. Listen to what Jesus tells his first followers that they are supposed to do in order to proclaim the kingdom of God. He says, see, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. According to Jesus, everything that we need to do to proclaim the kingdom of God to the world, we have already. According to him, we have all of the resources and all of the power and all of the will, everything necessary to proclaim the kingdom of God and to make this world look a little bit more like he wants it to look like. We don't need power or money or influence. All we need is our God-given selves and the message that God is love. There is nothing more that we need to proclaim the kingdom of God in the world. If you look at what is going on, you can tell that in addition to all of the other maladies that have infected our society, that at the root of it, there is a spiritual illness that we are suffering through. I just saw a poll that was released this week, and maybe you saw it too. Respondents were asked a simple question. Do you believe that you will be taking up arms against your government in the near future? 25% of Americans said yes. One in four people in this country believes that some kind of armed rebellion or insurrection is inevitable in the coming years. This is something that transcends politics. This is something that is larger even than the minutiae of the issues that are facing us at this time. No, we are a people who are racked with spiritual illness. In Matthew 12, Jesus says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. This is a house that is truly divided. We are no longer divided by issues of policy. We are divided by something far more fundamental than that. And yet if you think of the issues that are facing us in our time as spiritual ones, then you know that you too have been given power to help heal our society. 
And we do it the way that Jesus described. We go out into the world without fear. We go out in the full confidence that God has given us what we need to do to proclaim the message. You don't need a purse. You don't even need sandals, although I recommend wearing those in New York City. All you need is the word and the spirit of love that God has placed within you. We approach people. We offer them our kindness. We dine with them. We drink with them. Not for the purpose of trying to convert them to some other ideology, but simply because that's what Jesus told us to do. Because doing these things is what builds up the kingdom of God. I worry sometimes that with all that is going on, many of us and many people out in the world will be overcome by the adversities that are obviously facing us. We are in a struggle that has already lasted for years, the struggle to try to reunite this society and rebuild a spirit of love and mutual respect. And I'm afraid it's becoming pretty evident that this isn't even just a years-long project. It might be a generations-long project. I fear that folks who are engaged in this project might not have the spiritual foundation necessary to engage in such a long struggle. Without a sense of community, and a sense of values to support us through difficult times, it's impossible to run this race that is far more like an ultra marathon than a sprint. But here Jesus is telling us exactly what we have to do. Go out into the world and act simply and kindly and with love to every single person that you meet. And then the spiritual foundation comes in in the second part of what he says. If someone rejects you, don't just stand there and wallow. Don't rail and rage against them. No. Wipe the dust off your feet and keep walking away. This is sound advice from a savior who knew exactly what he was talking about. Instead of getting ourselves embroiled into a conflict that is one of constant revenge and retribution, one against another. When you are harmed, simply walk away, keep moving, and try to find another friend who's going to join with you. It might all seem really simple, and it might all seem really naive. It might sound like the things that Jesus is talking about belongs to a, a quainter time, a time when you could actually walk down the street without sandals and not be looked at like you're a crazy person. It all sounds like that until something happens to you that is itself an act of simple kindness, one that Jesus talks about. That moment when you know that you've lost your wallet, there truly is nothing like receiving an email from a stranger that says, don't worry. I have your stuff. I'm going to give it back to you. Those are the types of life-converting experiences that change this world little by little, one by one. And we are all fully empowered to engage in those simple acts of kindness, those things that bind us one to another. I know it's hard, and I know it's difficult. And here we are on this beautiful July 4th weekend, 
We're trying to go out and just relax and have a summer where maybe we can unplug a little bit from all the things going on. But there is no way to avoid the kingdom of God, and that's a good thing. We are called each and every day, even on a holiday weekend, to go out and do the work that Christ has given to us to do. Look again at something that he says at the beginning of the gospel. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. Friends, these words are as true now as they were 2,000 years ago. There are so few people left in our society who are willing to do this Christian work. This work of reconciliation, this work of peace building, this work of recognizing the dignity of every single human being, every person that you meet. We're a small minority. And yet, according to Jesus, it's actually always been that way. And that's no reason to give up hope. It's a reason to rejoice. It's a reason to be glad that you have been called to this high work, that you have been given the strength and the power of the words that Jesus says in the gospel to do this work. If you see a wallet on the stairs at the J Street Metrotech station, pick it up and try to find out who it belongs to and then return it to them. If you see someone in need, of any kind of need, try to help them. And if you yourself are in need, you can call on your spiritual friends for support and love and guidance. Each and every time someone does one of these things, there's just a little bit more of the kingdom of God that is brought into this dark and broken world. And over time, when people keep acting in this way, hearts and minds are converted and the world is eventually changed. This is the promise that Jesus gives to us, and I'm going to hold on to it as strongly as I possibly can. So friends, do not be overwhelmed. Hold fast to this promise that Christ himself has given to us. All of the things that you need to bring about the kingdom of God have been given to you and are within your power.